it's really hard to talk after that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, well, it's just a real joy to be with you today and um, just to rejoice with you in all that God is doing in your midst. I was really afraid that you wouldn't welcome me very much, so I brought my own welcoming committee with me today. <laughs> I brought my own entourage, some friends from St. Joe. I want all of my friends to stand up so you all know who they are. And the Bontragers from Grand Haven, so uh, I'm glad that they're able to join us this morning. It's just a joy to be with you today. I want to thank the kids and the parents and everyone else who gives to BGMC. Boys and girls, I really, really appreciate your BGMC. In just a minute, you're going to look at a video, and when you see this video, when you see our tables, our chairs, our benches, when you see cabinets, when you see the refrigerator, when you see everything almost, our playground, um, I want you to know that was all paid for by BGMC. And we would not be where we were today without BGMC. Boys and girls, I also took some of your money and we produced this book in the Philippines. Um, this is a book for teachers in the Philippines to teach their kids about BGMC. So I've been a part of writing this book along with everything else the last four years. And um, I thank you because, boys and girls, this was paid for by BGMC. So our children, even though our children come from families that don't go to church, um, we are teaching our kids in the center about BGMC. So when the Filipino children give to BGMC in the Philippines, it goes to support Filipino missionaries. And they can't do that unless the teachers have a book to teach. So thank you. Speed the light, people. Teens. Uh, parents, everyone else who gives to Speed the Light, I thank you for my Speed the Light car. That car carries lots of food, carries lots of people, carries dirt, carries everything, building supplies. I don't think there's anything I haven't carried in that car. And I thank you, Speed the Light. And teens, also, when you see this video, when you see our sound system, I don't know it'll show the projector, but I thank you for those things that you have provided by Speed the Light. Thank you to those of you that support Convoy of Hope. Convoy of Hope is our compassion ministry in the Assemblies of God, and um, we do a lot of feeding programs um, at my center, and that food comes from Convoy of Hope, and also Convoy of Hope has responded to disaster, which actually we have also been a part of helping the disaster in the Philippines, so I thank you. And also Light for the Lost. Light for the Lost is our men's ministry, and that provides Bibles. You know, what do I do when I get new converts? I mean, I need to give them the Word of God, right? So thank you, Light for the Lost, and keep the funds coming. All of you keep the funds coming because we definitely need it. I want to share with you this video. And when you watch this video, I want you to be aware that most of these people that you see on this video five years ago didn't know the Lord. They're only on this video today because of people like you. So may God touch your heart as you see this video. In 2010, the dream became a reality. 
This former basket factory needed a total flip in order to become the children's dream center. Little did I know as a missionary, I would become a roofer, electrician, a plumber, a bricklayer, a carpenter, a building engineer, a cabinet maker, a flight control person, a landscaper. school children. out to our community. Many of our teens have given their hearts to the Lord. Many have been baptized. Some have been called into the ministry. One of our young people is now in Bible school fulfilling the call that God has placed on his life to be a pastor. Before Circle of Bread, I didn't know God. Before Circle of Bread, I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I enrolled now in the Bible school to continue this leading into my life. These children's ministries have been so effective that adults are now desiring to be disciples. A year ago, we established a Sunday worship service geared for adults and teens. I want to thank you for praying, believing, and investing in this dream. The dream has become a reality because of people like you. The faces that you have just seen on this video are here today because you dare to dream the dream with me. Together, we have given these kids and families a hope and a future. Will you make it possible for the Children's Dream Center to continue? Your prayers and financial giving are a necessity for this ministry. You can make a difference in a child's life today. And um, I truly mean that, that this center is here because of people like you. Um, you can turn in your Bibles this morning to um, Isaiah 50. What did I tell you, Pastor 58? <laughs> um, I asked Pastor, because see, I knew this was going to happen, so I can't even see. So I asked Pastor to read the scripture this morning, um, Isaiah 58 and verses 10 and 11. Fantastic. Isaiah 58, verses 10 and 11. The kids, Club 252, can be dismissed. And uh, thank you. Yep, and Deb, can you hear me still? We want to make sure they get a prayer card. Maybe Bonnie, you can help out with that. That would be awesome. This is what the Word of the Lord says. It says, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Amen.
bit of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. I pray that in these few moments that we have that you will speak to people's hearts and give each person here just exactly what they need. In your name we pray. Amen. This scripture truly describes my life these past four years. This is how I have been spending my life. As I share this morning, I want to ask you a couple of questions. How have you been spending your life? And has God given you a dream? And are you moving towards that dream that God maybe placed on your heart just recently or maybe a long time ago? The scripture tells us to feed the hungry. And I truly feel like that's totally what I've been doing these past four years. I didn't know that um, food would become such a big part of my life. I'm thankful for my mom, who was always a good cook, and <laughs> she taught me how to cook. Um, and it's really helped me to be creative um, on many different things. We get a lot of uh, commodities from F Convoy of Hope, but it's not exactly to the Philippine taste, so we have to change that taste a little bit, you know, so they will like it. Um, but the scripture tells us to feed the hungry, not only those that are physically hungry, and we do have a lot of physically hungry people in the Philippines, but there's also a lot of spiritual hungry people in the Philippines. And that's why we've been reaching out and uh, sharing not only in a physical way, but also a spiritual way. And God has also told us in this scripture that we need to care, take care of the needs of the afflicted. And that is why we reach out in many different ways when people come to us with just so many different kinds of needs. Um, and even in our community, we help our kids with tutorial. Um, we, we try to be there to help assist the families in many different ways. And truly, this scripture is so true in my own life that when we do all of those things, when we care for the needy, when we, when we give, God will take care of us. He will guide our lives. And truly, I can tell you that God has guided my life. I... I have been involved in things in these past four years that I never knew I would be involved in, and I can honestly say I never aspired to be involved in. You saw in this video our, uh, what, what our center looked like before it became a center. And um, when we rented this property um, four years ago, um, it was a total wreck. It, it wasn't really much, but it was, the, it was the best one in that area. Now, can you imagine that? Wonder what the other ones looked like, okay? But it was the best one, the best size. Um, I never, um, I, you know what, I, I really didn't really know a lot about carpentry. I mean, you know, I, you know, in America, you just hire somebody and they just do it. But, you know, all I really knew about was a two-by-four, you know, and what that was. But I learned there's a one-by-two, there's a two-by-two, there's a two-by-eight, two-by-twelve. There's lots of different things, you know. I learned there's umbrella nails, there's, there's nails for concrete, and then there's a different nail for wood. You know, I thought they were just nails, you know. So there's, I learned many, many different kinds of things. And um, all of these things brought our Dream Center into existence. These past year, four years, I would probably say, have been the most challenging years of my life. Not only with the center, but we've dealt with flooding. Last year, I lived through a 7.2 earthquake. I thought my house was going to fall down. I lived through a super typhoon, which not only was a super typhoon in the Philippines, but it was the worst storm to ever hit the whole earth. We survived, and many people did not survive in the Philippines, that storm. And I've been on the sea many, many times these past four years going uh, to another area to help that church be planted, been uh, caught in the middle of the sea where I had high waves, and I really didn't know that I'd even be here today. So, you know, there are many, many challenges 
in our lives. But God has promised to be with us in those challenges. And I know many of you have had challenges and situations in your life, but God has promised to be with us. But I would also dare say that these past four years have probably been the most rewarding years of my ministry uh, in the Philippines as well. We've seen this Dream Center come into existence, seen uh, people give their lives to the Lord and totally uh, a change in their lives. The young man that you saw on the video you know, when I started this center, I wanted to reach out to children, and that was my goal, my desire. And I knew that in the back of my head that we would probably do teen ministry, but I didn't really know how it would all go together, and I've never really been a youth person to do the youth ministry, I mean. And um, I didn't really know how all that was going to work. I knew in my head it would probably exist, but I didn't know that on the first kids' camp that we would have in our area for teens, that we would have over 75 teens that would come, and many of them gave their hearts to the Lord. And I said after we had that teen camp that we can't just say goodbye, see you next year, but that birthed our teen ministry. People like Jerry gave their hearts to the Lord, and God has, has totally changed them around. Another young man by the name of Ryan was um, an altar boy in the Catholic Church. After he gave his heart to the Lord and later was baptized, he said, I, I, don't, I don't really want to go back there, and I don't really want to tell the priest that I don't want to do that. But somehow, miraculously, after we prayed, the priest just took his name off the roll. He didn't even have to go back and explain it. But God has done things like that. Another young man by the name of Ejing, just a young man hanging out, just living for himself, hanging out with his friends, doing some things maybe they shouldn't do. God totally changed his life. And the story goes on of many more young people and children that have given their hearts to the Lord. And you know, the one thing about it is, even if it was four years ago, those kids were eight. Guess what? They're not eight anymore. So guess what? We're training them to do the ministry with us. And uh, actually, um, it was over five years ago when we first started a ministry in this area. And um, I went to some of the local churches, and I asked them to help us to provide people to help us do an outreach. And I couldn't really get very many people to help us. So... I kind of said, um, you know, okay, you know what? We're just going to get our own people. We're going to get them saved, and we're going to train them, and they're going to help us do the ministry. And you know what? I didn't really know that would really exactly happen, but that's exactly what's happened. And God has really blessed, and he's done amazing things and totally changed lives. Through our feeding program, not only do the kids come for feeding, but it gives us an opportunity to have Bible study with our parents. And many of the parents have told us time and time again, as we have these Bible studies, they will say, you know what, I didn't know we should really think about God like that. I didn't know I was supposed to read my Bible as often as I'm supposed to. So if we don't tell people, how will they know? And if you don't send people, how can we tell people around the world? And that's why your part of sending people is so, so vital. Some of you might think in your lives, you know what, I really haven't accomplished very much. I haven't really... I can't really say those things. I've done some of those things, Ruth. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because if you don't send me, I can't do it. And we can't do it together. So your part of prayer, which is very, very vital, is, is really, really important in your part of giving and sending. Unless you do that. These stories that I've told you now, this video that you have seen, you are a part of that. It would not be there if it would not be for people like you. And I truly, truly say that with all of my heart because we need people like you. And I believe 
As Pastor said earlier, I really believe that one of the reasons your church is growing, God is blessing because you are a missions-minded church. It's a principle of God, friends, that when we look not just within, but when we look without, God will bless us. So when you want more of the blessing of God, you give more and you do more, and God is going to bless you more and more. And that's what we really teach our children. And even all our kids come from unchurched families. We are teaching our kids about BGMC. And one of the, the prayers of my heart is that God is going to send one of our children to be a missionary somewhere. And I believe that will happen one day as we teach our kids about BGMC. One of the first things that when some of the kids said when, a couple years ago when we started teaching BGMC to our children, they said, they said, uh, Mom Ruth, are you really going to give that money to the missionary? I said, yes, we're going to give that money to the missionary because we teach our kids about our Filipino missionaries that are in other countries. And because we're teaching our kids missions, um, I believe that one day God is going to call one of our children to be a missionary. And that would be no greater joy than to see that. You know, friends, we can have lots of joys in our life. We can have the joy of a new motorcycle. We can have the joy of going out on a boat. We can have the joy of going on a great vacation. But I want to tell you something. There is no greater joy in, than anything in the world than seeing somebody come to know the Lord. Totally, I believe that with all of my heart. You know, I don't believe there's anything wrong with doing those things I just mentioned to you. But I will tell you that if you really want joy in your life, lead somebody to know the Lord. That's one of the biggest joys. When I, when I stand on the altar with our teens, and I see my teens totally weeping before the Lord, crying out before the Lord and not caring who else is watching them, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I didn't even know that would be possible. I thought they'd be too shy because of their other friends, but you know what? They're not. They are totally coming, and I don't, sometimes I'm really kind of sad because we don't even see altar calls in the, in, in the states anymore. But let me tell you, we're having altar calls during our teen nights, not every single time, but when, when it's right, we have an altar call, and those kids will come, and to pray with them and to see them totally weeping before the Lord, there is no greater joy in my life than to see that, to, see, to know that God is working and moving on their lives. Five years ago when I shared in the church as I shared about this dream of starting a center, and many times I would say to myself when I would leave the churches and I'd say, oh God, as people had given, I would say, oh God, I better do what I told them I'm going to do. What if I don't do it? I will be so embarrassed. And Lord, because you know what? It was unknown. I didn't know where it was going to be. I didn't know if I was going to have the finances. I didn't know. There were so many things I did not know. But you see, friends, when we step out on faith, God will do it. We don't, when we step out, we don't have the finances. We don't, we don't know what we need to know. We don't know, you know, and maybe it's a good thing we don't know all the time, too, because let me tell you, I didn't know all these things I was going to go through. God knew that. God knew it, but he also knows that we can do it, too. He knows we can do it. He will help us. God will give us the desires. He will give us the dreams of our hearts. When we were about two and a half weeks into our renovation of our building, um, the whole city of uh, Cebu flooded, and even my area flooded, and my center that my landlord told me was not to flood, flooded. And, um, you know, the carpenters were still working, and the builders were working, and when I finally got there, um, there was one, one rock that was sticking out of the water, and I stood on that rock, and I looked inside the center, and I saw about six inches of water, 
and I saw the carpenters still upon the scaffolds, and I was just started crying, and I said, oh, God, what have I done? What have I done? The center is flooding, and it's so terrible. How can we have a center that's going to flood like this? I was just, and I said, oh, Lord, should I just forget it? And, and I talked to the carpenter, the, the contractor, and I said, sir, should I just, just forget it, stop right now, never mind, don't do anymore? And he said, oh, no, 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 it's okay. We'll, we'll figure out a way. But you know what? The Lord really spoke very clearly to me that day. And he said, Ruth, you know what? The people that live here, they can't run away. So why do you think you should be able to run away? So you know what? We stayed. And we raised the floor. We poured more cement. And we made it higher up. And um, we put the uh, electrical outlets in the middle of the wall. Because guess what? It's not if it will flood. It's just like, when is it going to happen? It's going to happen. And we're ready with uh, cement bags, we're, not, we're ready with um, sandbags, and we're ready with bricks to put the bricks underneath the things that are wood. So you know what? We're prepared the best way we can. And I know that there will be times that those things will happen. But the other people in that area, the same kids, are going through the same situation. And let me tell you, friends, when some of you stay home because it's raining, and you can get in your car, and you can drive to church, and you don't come, shame on you. Because our kids, uh, when it's pouring outside, they don't care. And when it's up to their knees, they trape through the water and they come to Circle of Friends. They want to be there. The first time that happened, it was raining outside really, really hard. And we were cleaning up the water that had come inside the building. And I said to my workers, what do you guys think? Do you think we should have Circle of Friends today? And we were all like, oh, well, probably nobody's going to come. But we said, okay, we'll have it, but we'll just you know, do it low-key. And um, that day we had over 100 kids that came. They don't care. They walk through the water. They come. They enjoy hearing the word of God. They enjoy playing games. They enjoy worshiping the Lord. And let me tell you, they love to worship the Lord, and it's just such a blessing. But friends, God is doing amazing things, and I, I thank you for investing in this dream with me. And I want you to continue to dream. Right now, it is truly harvest time at Circle of Friends. We've done the building. Now, now we're into the harvest. God is bringing people into to the kingdom of God, and it's because of people like you. Don't give up on your dream, friends. And some of you might say, you know what? I don't have a dream. I don't, I don't know. Then you ask God to give you a dream because God has something for each of us to do. Let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for your goodness and for your love. I thank you for this people at Gateway. These people, God, that you are growing and developing and, and teaching to be more like you. And Lord, their compassion for people around the world. They not only care about themselves and their community, but they care for the lost in the world. Would you bless them? Lord, for those today that you've given a dream and some of them kind of feel like they've given up, God, may today they be encouraged once again to pick up that dream and to walk towards that dream. And for those, Lord, that don't have a dream, God, may, may you speak to their hearts about what you want them to do. Give them a dream that their life can have meaning in their life and that they can also reach other people and touch other people, not just for themselves, but, God, for the glory of God. Bless these, your people, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you this morning.